Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 86. And this one is entitled, What's Next? I mentioned at the end of the last episode that I would be giving you guys an update on what's next for me, where I'm going to focus my time and energy going forward as it relates to ultra running. But before I dive headlong into that, I actually want to play you a voice memo. You guys know I'm a huge fan of voice memos. And it's one that I actually recorded a couple weeks ago while I was out on a walk. First, a quick disclaimer, this is a voice memo. It's not one that I'm recording in my office with my actual mic. Um, So the sound quality isn't that amazing. On top of that, I was actually out on a walk as well. So there's like, you're gonna hear some passing traffic and some dogs, et cetera my apologies in advance, but it's worth you hearing. It's worth you sort of looking past that stuff to hear what I'm going to say. So I'm going to play it now and then we will share and talk on the other side of this voice memo. Here it comes. Okay. So out on a walk and wanted to do a little voice memo to talk about what's next. So many people have asked me, what's next after Tahoe? What's the next race you're going to do? What's it going to be? And I've given it a lot of thought. And, you know, I just think that there's a certain point at which, like, when does it become too much? You know, where does it end? I asked this question on my last podcast episode, but at what point, you know, 50K, 50 miles, 100K, 100 miles, 200 miles, Tahoe 200, like at what point does it end? We could ostensibly take this to like a thousand miles. And then they think like the next question is, the next logical question is, what do you have to prove? Because I think that's where it goes for some people at some point. And hopefully I'm explaining this clearly and succinctly. But for me, it was always about how can I prove to myself or demonstrate to myself that I'm capable of more than what I think I'm capable of. So half marathon, marathon, 50K. Once I got to the 50K level... I felt like I was on to something like, oh man, you know, previously I thought my level or my limit was a marathon. Now I've gone 50K. What's the next challenge? Oh, let me see if I can go 50 miles and so on and so forth. All the way up to 200. But then for me at that point, I don't know, there just comes this, sense of, well, we could keep going, we could keep ratcheting things up, but what will it prove? You know, at what point will I prove to myself and maybe to the world is probably a better description. At what point will I prove that I am a good enough runner? How many miles do I have to go before I'll prove to myself, to everybody else, before I'll be accepted into the trail running world as being a good runner as not a professional. And I think that's the next point that comes up is like, oh, well, are you thinking about 
doing this professionally, like to earn money? And the answer to that question has always been no. It's always been to prove to myself what I'm capable of and to just be an example to everybody else of what's possible. And so I think I've proved to myself that I'm capable far beyond what I thought I was capable of. Maybe I've proved to some of you guys that same thing, but honestly, not to sound rude, but I don't particularly care what I prove to you guys because it really, like I said before, wasn't about proving anything to anybody other than to myself that I could do hard things. And so I've been spending a lot of time thinking about what comes after Tahoe? What will I do next? Is it another 200 mile race? Is it the triple crown? Is it hiking the AT? That was never really on the table, but you know, that seems like a challenge that's on par with some of these other things. And the answer that I just keep coming back to is to what end? Like, to what end will I do this next thing? And what's the objective? You know, you guys know that I'm big on having objectives for everything, your training plan, the individual phases of your training plan, the workouts, everything needs to have an objective. Like everything needs to point to something. What's your North Star? Why are you doing it? Because at the end of the day, if you don't know why you're doing it, it's going to be really hard to muster up the energy, the excitement, the momentum, the motivation at some point to actually do it. And so I think for me, what's going to be next is not an actual running challenge for myself per se, but it's going to be a challenge around how many people I can help achieve their running goal. So trying to think of how to word this so that it accurately demonstrates the scope of what I want to accomplish. Because as you guys know, I think that having a challenge is an important part of life, always striving for bigger and better things, proving to ourselves first and foremost that we're capable of doing hard things, things far beyond what we might think we're capable of just on a day-to-day basis. Because in turn, that helps to increase our worldview, helps us live better, more full lives. Like, I I just don't want to get to the end of my life and think, what if? What if I had done this? What if I had done that? And when I think about my running and the distances that I've been able to accomplish, I feel accomplished. (laughs) I feel accomplished that I've been able to go 200 miles and to do some of these crazy races. I guess I I should say I thought of them previously as crazy races. And now to me, they just seem like things that I've done, you know, things that I've checked off the list. And so now I think that what I want to do is make my mission to help more women specifically 10,000 women do their first ultra. 
And I came to that number because, you know, I, I was thinking like, oh, I could do like a thousand. That would be challenging. But you know me, I'm all about trying to do big, scary, challenging goals. So what's really going to light a fire under my ass is picking a number that feels very challenging, but also kind of scary. It's a big, scary goal for me. And so I'll continue to do these running challenges and I'll continue to run races. But I think my purpose now is to really help you guys, the women out there specifically, run their first ultra. Because for me, that feels very meaningful and it feels like a worthwhile use of my time, something that I want to dedicate my life to. Not that I haven't already, but specifically, that's really what I want to do now. And so for any of you guys that are asking or wondering what's going to come next after Tahoe, this is it. And I haven't fully wrapped my brain around how I'm going to do it. And I will most certainly keep you updated on this and as well as challenge you if you have not done your first ultra already to join me in this challenge on trying to get 10,000 women to do their first ultra to expand the sport of ultra running for women at every level not just the professional not just the semi-professional level at all levels because like again like I said I think this is a worthwhile pursuit because not only does it challenge you physically, it challenges you mentally and emotionally to level up your life. And so, yeah, that's it. So that's what comes after Tahoe, you guys. That's what I'm going to be spending all my waking hours trying to think of how to do is to help 10,000 of you run your first ultra. So more on that to come. But I just thought since I was out on my walk, I would share my thoughts with you. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. So there you have it. Um, like I said, I'm still going to run. I'm still going to do races. And most importantly, I'm going to have fun doing this amazing sport of ultra running. But I am pumped about this new goal. I have talked to some of you guys about it separately, like planted little seeds with a few of you that I see on a more regular basis. And every single response that I've gotten from every single person was like, whoa, okay, that's cool. So I know how instrumental running my first 50K was for me, for my self-confidence, and for just generally my overall quality of life. And so that's why I am super focused on helping 10,000 of you guys have that same experience. Um, And to be honest, you know, this isn't really anything new per se, but now I have a SMART goal Uh, based around this whole idea. So just a quick reminder for those of you guys, SMART is an acronym. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. And the only part of that equation that I didn't talk about in the memo was the timeline for how long I'm going to give myself to achieve this. You know, timelines are malleable. And this is sort of it can kind of feel like an open-ended goal, right? I could just say to myself, well, I'm going to help 10,000 women. And that could sort of be just, you know, over the lifespan of my business, my focus on this, but to really be effective and to help as many people and to really make it amazing, (laughs) 
we're going to put a timeline on it. And the answer to how long that is going to be is five years. So by July 31st, 2027, I will have accomplished this mission. Now that seems really far away, but also not that far. (laughs) It's just like signing up for Tahoe, right? It's like exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Now, You might be thinking that's an aggressive timeline, and it is, but setting this goal means that I'm going to have to average about 25 women per year, and 2,500 women, I should say, per year, and that's a lot of people to reach and inspire and guide and help, so I better get to work. (laughs) But that's the value of having parameters around your goals, right? Like if you just keep saying you're going to run a 50K and it's just this open-ended goal, there's no there's no urgency to getting it done. And then year over year over year, forever and ever and ever, you'll just be saying, oh yeah, that's I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. But if you never have a specific target, you don't know where to aim. You don't know how to like get from point A to point B, right? So when I say I'm going to do this in five years, then I have to get really strategic and start to think about, okay, what are the basic steps? I need to do? How am I going to reach these people? What am I going to share? Like, what are the important things I need to tell them to like all the things your brain just starts working in different ways. And the same can be true about running your first ultra. Now, I want to go back for a second because I could have easily just set the bar at a thousand women. That's way less scary. It's far more attainable. Um, I don't have to work that hard for that goal. I know I could reasonably hit that target of a thousand people with what I'm currently doing now. And to be honest, I'm like most of the way there (laughs) to that point already, just with all the things that I do. But shooting for something that low essentially means that I stay the same. And whether you recognize it or not, you need change in your life. You can't remain the same from the start to the end because your life will just suck. (laughs) And this was one that I had to learn the hard way too. So setting my goal at 10,000 women means that I'm going to have to work really fucking hard, really hard. And it means that I'm going to have to get really uncomfortable. It means I'm going to have to try a whole bunch of things. And I will likely fail at many, if not most of them, before I find a way that's like efficient and effective to hit that target. And that's the process of living, you guys, like And it's the same with running ultras. And I'll give you a recent example because it's very timely. I've been trading emails with a few of the women that applied to this round of my group coaching program, Run Your First 50K. And one of the things that I'm noticing is a reluctance to commit to a race. They say they want to do a 50K, but they're scared to actually pull the trigger and sign up and commit to it. And believe me, I totally get it. Like, been there, done that, totally get it. Because once you hit that sign up button or that pay now button, whatever it is, it gets real, really fast. (laughs) Like like once you do it, you probably have that like, oh shit moment. Like what the fuck have I done? (laughs) And you're not sure if you'll actually go through with it, meaning that you'll actually show up and run the race. And maybe you're not sure if you have what it takes to do it in the first place. Like you sort of put the cart before the horse by signing up for it. And now you're second guessing and you're rethinking and you're finding all the excuses for why you can't do it and so on and so forth. Like maybe some of you guys are like nodding your head. Yes. Like you've experienced this. Um, maybe you're currently going through it, but if you don't do something, if you don't change something, you'll be perpetually stuck where you are now. 
you'll continue to show up to your runs, you'll like sort of do a good job, you don't really have a target to shoot for, you don't know how to train because you don't have a goal with a timeline. You, like you just, you don't have the makings of the thing that you need in order to achieve the goal. It's just, you're sort of in, like we talked about the gray zone for running, like you're currently in the gray gray zone for goal setting because you don't have a target. So I always go back to this quote and I forget who to attribute it to. So my apologies, but there's this quote that I think of all the time, especially when I'm having, I'm confronting something that's making me uncomfortable. And that is nothing changes if nothing changes or when nothing changes, nothing changes if nothing changes. And it's silly and it's cliche and you're like, but it's 100% true. So if you want to get to someplace different, You got to change some things up. You're going to have to do something different. And I want to assure you that you do have what it takes to make the changes to accomplish that goal, whether that's like me hitting the 10,000 women mark or you completing your first 50K. And here's why. All right. If this is you right now, like you're sort of in this loop of, I want to do it. I don't know. I, my finger hovers over the sign up button and then like, I pull back and I, so, you know, I make some excuse for why I can't do it. You're expending so much time and energy and brain power trying to decide what to do to race or not to race in this specific example. And you're finding evidence that you're, you're trying to find evidence that you're capable of doing it, right? So you're expending tons of energy trying to find the evidence that you're capable of doing it. And I'm going to save you a ton of time right now by telling you this very next thing. So stop whatever you're doing and just listen to the next 30 seconds of what I'm about to say, all right? If this is you and you just keep going around and around and around and around, expending this time and energy and brain power trying to decide what to do and think about like, should I do it because I wanna do it and but I, I don't see where it logically makes sense because I haven't done it before so I can't do it now, right? Listen, you're not gonna find it. You're not going to find the evidence from your past that you can do a 50K in your future until you actually do it, which makes no sense to a lot of you guys. And it never made any sense to me either. Until you actually cross the finish line, you're not going to have the evidence that you can do a 50K. So that's just the nature of the beast. You would be far better served. You'd be way better off signing up for the race and then devoting all that time and energy and brain power towards figuring out the things that you need to do to train properly to, in order to accomplish that goal. Because if you don't, you're just failing ahead of time. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So the first change that you could make would be to sign up for the race, right? Something has changed. There's a little bit of urgency now. We have to figure out how we're going to get there, okay? And then you take the next step, right? And the next and the next and the next. You don't have to know the whole plan right at the beginning. And I think this is where people get trim, tri- tripped up. They think, oh, I have to know every single freaking step from here to the finish line before I can sign up for the thing. And I will tell you that is a lie. It's a lie that we've been sold. Now I'm just off on a like tangent, tangent slash tirade. Like it's a lie. You, you're not going to know these things. Okay. It, but you just have to have faith in yourself to sign up and then faith that you'll figure out the next step. And then the next one after that and so on and so forth until you get to race day and you're like, holy shit, here I am. I'm doing it. And then you cross the finish line and you're like, holy shit, I'm amazing. All right. Like that's literally how it works. <laughs> if you, if you don't believe me, talk to somebody else who signed up for a race that they thought was far beyond their capacity and, um, and, and, and then see the sort of process that they went through. All right. 
uh, side note, actually next week, you're going to get to hear from uh, a former client of mine, Sarah, who just completed not only her first 50 K her first 50 miler, and she took first place in the female division for the 12 hour race. So like, if you want to go, want to see an example of, I don't know if I can do this to, I'm just going to fucking kill this thing. That is her. You will thoroughly enjoy. I just recorded that episode yesterday. You will thoroughly enjoy listening to Sarah. Anyway, so listen, you'd just be better off signing up for the race and devoting that time, energy, and brain power to figuring it out. There are so many of you guys out there right now that are sort of on the fence, which is why I'm, I feel it's timely and relevant and okay for me to just go off on this like side tangent here that, um, that are on the fence. You guys, lots of you guys are on the fence. You see your friends, maybe it's family or like running buddies, friends doing these races, doing ultras, and you see how much fun they are. You see how amazing the environment is that, you know, they get to hang out in. You see how amazing that person feels once they've accomplished their goal and you want that for yourself. I don't blame you. Like that's how I started out too. But if you don't step up, like I said, if you don't have faith in yourself and your abilities, if you don't take a gamble on yourself, you'll never know. You will never know and you will be perpetually in this state of limbo, which is really uncomfortable, which is where you're living right now. So why not? Like, why not leave this state of uncomfortableness for a bigger, better one that's going to get you closer to your goal? I'm not going to sit here and sell you a bill of goods and say that like the pa- the path that like the paved road to your first ultra is going to be like the yellow brick road. It's going to be beautiful and all that. Like, it's, that's not going to be it. But the, the person that you will become along the way and the obstacles and the challenges that you'll face and the growth that will happen along the way is really worth it. Because the flip side is you could just be in this perpetual state of limbo. Should I, shouldn't I? I want to, but I don't know if I can. What if I don't finish? What if I get injured? What will other people think about me? I'm too slow. I'm too old. I don't think I have the time. Don't even get me started on any of these. Like I will personally just censor myself right now. We won't even go into dispelling all the myths around all those things. But seriously, you guys, if you have been on the fence for a while, it's time to go all in. Shit or get off the pot. I don't know who to attribute that one to, but (laughs) right. You guys have heard that expression. What do you have to lose? Just like I said before, why would you fail ahead of time by not at least giving yourself a chance to try and I get that the fear of failure is hard. For some of you guys, it can, it's crippling. It totally used to be crippling for me. Like I never would engage in a competition like against other people. Like I, the only really good example I can sort of give you is like playing soccer in high school. We used to have to do these drills, like head-on drills, one-on-one against um, other teammates and, you know, dribbling and trying to take the ball. And it was just like crippling for me because I knew I was going to fail, but like that was just a story I told myself. So then my output was shitty. My performance was crap and I did fail. So like it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. And if that's the mentality you have, then that's your self-fulfilling prophecy. It will always be that way. So you're, you're currently failing ahead of time by not giving yourself an opportunity to try and see what you're capable of doing. No one who, let me, like, let me just put it this way. Anyone who judges you for failing at something or not meeting a goal has never tried anything themselves that was hard or challenging or uncomfortable. And I don't know about you, 
but I don't give a fuck what those people think. Because if you're not willing to like jump in the boat and row with me towards like a better place, then I'm not going to drag you along with me and I don't want to hear you complaining from the back seat. <laughs> That's sort of how I think about it. So I don't have time to listen to anybody who is thinking and or saying out loud, like voicing their opinions to me about me, <laughs> about something that they probably know very little about, the ins and the outs of every single day. Like, you know, people can see maybe what you post on Instagram or maybe they see you for an hour a day when you run together or they like encounter you at the gym or they hear something from someone else, which is third party information. And then they formulated opinion about you and then they feed it back to you and you're like, mm, that is not true. <laughs> like, and But lots of you guys buy it and you're like, oh, well, if this person says that I can't do it, well, then they must be like that. It must be true because they did a 50K or they did this. It's like, mm, no, not true. And you have all the control and the ability in the world to change that trajectory just by where you place your time, your focus, your attention, your energy. Like, it just makes no sense to me now. And I feel fully qualified to say this because I was this person back in the day who would just look at failure and be like, "Mm -mm, no way. I want no part of that. Because what if so-and-so finds out and then tells so-and-so and then like everyone will know that I failed and I didn't hit my goal. It's like, if I say this all the time, I'm pretty sure I probably said this in the DNFing episode in the podcast, I can't remember what episode it is, but if you go back, it's there's like DNF in the title. Like if you are running ultras and you have never DNF'd, you're not trying hard enough and you're not setting your goals big enough. Point, period, end of discussion. Then this is a sport where DNFing goes hand in hand with it. And DNFing just means DNFing for a, a, a variety of reasons. It doesn't mean like that you suck, like something could have just gone wrong. The weather, the heat, your stomach, you rolled an ankle, like a lot of a lot of this stuff is in your control, but some of it is outside of your control. And that's the frustrating part, you know? Type A people, super perfectionist people, I'm raising my hand over here. Like this is this was very hard for me at the beginning because I'm like, I can't control all these factors. <laughs> what do you mean? There's a possibility I could roll my ankle and I could be out of the race? Fuck that. Nope. I'm good. Not have a finishing time, like not come a, nope, no way. But you sort of, the longer you're in this game, you sort of loosen your grip. You loosen your grip on the reins, on, on the whole thing, and start to just put a lot of emphasis into the process of training. And instead of focusing on what I would classify the wrong thing, the outcome, you flip it and focus on the process. This is totally not where this episode was going to go, but I'm on a tangent, so we're just going to go with it. <laughs> so just focus on the process, okay? So don't fail ahead of time and not give yourself a chance. Trust me on this one, okay? Now, I know that was long, but it was very relevant to what we're talking about today and where we're going to go in the future, where I'm going to go, where I'm hoping you're also going to go. Because I've heard from many of you guys that, you know, write into me from the show and say, I'm so scared. I really want to do it. I love the show. I'm listening. I'm like trying all the things, but I'm like still scared to pull the trigger and sign up. 
I'm going to be on you (laughs) all the time about this because nothing changes if nothing changes. Okay, let's rein it in. Um, let's go back to the original point of the podcast, which was let's talk about what's next and specifically sort of like, what does that mean for the podcast and for you guys? First and foremost, the podcast is going to stay the same awesome sauce than it, that it has always been. I'm going to continue to share everything that I've learned that's helped me achieve my goals in ultra running so that you guys can take it, run with it, adapt it, modify it and accomplish your goals. As for you guys, specifically the ladies that listen, here's how you can get involved. If you are what I would call ultra curious, meaning like you're thinking about running your first ultra 50K, but you haven't yet, I want to recommend that you join my Facebook group, Run Your First 50K. So this is where I'm going to be spending a lot of time sharing tips and tricks. In addition to what I'm also sharing here, we sort of go a little bit deeper on specifically how to train for a successful first 50K. We're going to do some live coaching sessions, some mobility stuff, like there's going to be a lot of stuff in there. And it's a place where you can hang out with other like-minded women that are all striving towards the same goal. And let's just sort of go down this road for a second. It is much easier to accomplish a goal when you are surrounded by people that share the same values and vision and that they're striving for the same thing, right? I used that boat analogy before, like you're in the boat rowing with me. We're all going to the same place. Like if you spend the majority of your time around people that doubt you and your goals and your vision, they question your ability to do it. They tell you that's crazy, like in, in a, in a crazy way, like you know, those of us that have jumped out and said, we want to do ultras often get called crazy. Like that's crazy. Amazing. But if someone's really doubting your ability and pulling you down, that's a place you don't want to be. And you should try to remove yourself from those situations. Think about like turning down the noise on that and turning up the volume on these places and people that share the same vision and value values and goals. Okay. I like to think about it. Like you crowd out the bad with the good. So just think about it that way. So the first and probably the best thing that you could do, excuse me, is to surround yourself with people that are going where you want to go, that are doing the same things, that share the, the same vision, that pump you up, that support you, that like pull you through. And I want to just say that there are a lot of other ultra running Facebook groups out there, but none that are specifically dedicated to the pursuit of running your first 50K, which is the, the biggest hurdle, I think. And so that's why I really wanted to create this space, this container, where we could sort of cut out the noise and the clutter from posts and questions that are centered around different length races or or focuses on different things and really get clear on what it's going to take to get that first ultra under your belt so that you can then go on and do more and different and longer races, right? And then maybe some of those posts and discussions and questions and things like that from the other groups will make more sense. But what I have found being a part of some of those other groups is that there will be a a new person that will come in and ask a question about a 50K or first ultra or first time race or whatever. And it gets lost in the shuffle. And I've tried my best to comment on those posts in other groups to try to pump them up to the top of the field, like get more traction on them to help this person. But oftentimes it just gets drowned out by other 
other things. And so that's why I really wanted to make one specific place where you could come to ask questions about 50Ks, all right? So in Facebook, just go to the search bar at the top and type in run your first 50K and request to join. You'll know it's the right group. I haven't found any others out there yet um, because... It will have the Run Your First 50K stacked logo as the image, like the little round icon, okay? This is the first step, the first baby step towards your goal. So I want to see all of you over there in that group. We have so much fun and you make sure to do it soon because I have a live stream coming up on how to overcome your fear of DNFing, which is very timely because I just like randomly went off on that tangent, but I made a note to myself here to remind you of this. It's going to be on August 3rd at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be live, but then obviously if you're in the group, then you'll be able to watch the replay in the feed. All right. Second, if you have taken what I have shared here on the podcast and you have used it on your own to train and complete your first 50K, I would love, love, love to hear your story. And I'd be honored to include you as one of the 10,000 women that I have helped. So here's what you're going to do. Go to megan-gould.com forward slash run your first 50k. And that's where uh, you'll find, I I made this little survey to help me keep track and get information that I can actually use, turn it around and convert into more helpful resources for you guys. Okay. So it'll be just a quick survey. You know, how did you like, what race did you do? Um, what was helpful for you from the podcast? Like, you know, what were the gaps in your not like just some like basic questions. Um, And so I would love your help in tracking, but also in including you in the 10,000 women mark. All right. Side note, if I have coached you one-on-one or via a group or online coaching and you've done your first 50K, I would love for you guys to do that survey too, because obviously I want to include you in that number. And last but certainly not least, a way that you can get involved a way that you can get help and you can start to take that first step towards running your first 50K is to apply for the next round of my Run Your First 50K group coaching program. So this is for women. Uh, It's six weeks long and I take you step-by-step through the process of training for your first ultra. I teach you everything from how to set a SMART goal, like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, all the way through to what to wear on race day and like everything in between. Eat, drink, wear on race day, um training plans, strength, mobility, mindset, like all the things. All right. It's quite literally the roadmap to a successful 50K finish or your money back. We'll talk more about that as we go. But the current round is closed, but you can still go to www.runyourfirst50k.com to get more information and apply for the next round that's going to start the last week of September 2022. So if you have a spring 2023 race planned, this is the session for you, okay? That's runyourfirst50k.com. And last but not least, you guys, Share the mission. If you know a woman that wants to run her first 50K, but she's not sure where to start, or she feels overwhelmed by it all, or she doesn't have a, a support system, she's not confident, like she's just like frazzled, like, or maybe you, she's been saying it year over year over year, and you're like, when are you going to do it? And she's like, someday, right? 
share the podcast with her, share the Facebook group, and let's just get more women into the amazing sport of ultra running. All right, you guys, that's all for this episode. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. Oh, 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 oh,